0: Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm really glad you joined me. Uh, It's been a while. (laughs) I'm trying to get back in the groove of things, and I think I've said that the last three times. I've uh, taken long pauses between podcasts, but I promise I'm working on it, and God's working on me, and that's the most important thing. So I'm really glad you joined me today. Today's podcast is titled, Flirting With Who? Yeah, that's with a question mark. Flirting With Who? I could say that several different ways, but uh, you get the point. So today's pod quote that I'm going to start off with is a quote by I don't know who. It's anonymous. And I like it, though. Flirting is typically a cheap, dangerous shortcut to getting something you want, but never ending up being able to hold on to it for very long. Interesting, huh? Okay, so flirting. This is something that uh, has been on my mind and my heart for a while, and it's taken me a long time to write this, not because it was difficult to write, because God uh, washed over a whole lot of things uh, about this subject uh, recently with me, but just because uh, life has been a little bit crazy. Not that any of you all know about that, right? (laughs) I'm sure I am far from being the only one who has had a crazy life this last month, this last year, uh, maybe the last couple of years. <laughs> Hopefully, it will be less crazy, but uh, the the point is, even if it's crazy, we still have a lot to be thankful for. So, uh, what about flirting? Are you thankful for flirting? <laughs> kind of a strange question, huh? Especially after my quote. But it crossed my mind the other day that we humans flirt in ways that, Probably we don't even realize we're flirting at times. Okay, let's make sure though, before I get into the whole flirting topic, that you and I are on the same page when it comes to the term flirting. Because as most of us know, there are varying degrees of flirting and what other people think is acceptable depending on your age, your culture, your background, you know, the way that you were raised, maybe what religion you are. And let me clarify, when we're uh, headed, where we're headed by sharing with you, Uh, what the definition of flirting is because I'm big into the meaning of words. So here we go. Flirting is to behave as though trying to attract someone but for personal amusement rather than serious intentions. And it also means to come close to reaching or experiencing something. Interesting, huh? I'm going to say that word a lot because I do find this topic very interesting. So now think about that a moment. Flirting initially starts out usually... I'm going to say usually, because even though uh, that's the definition in the uh, dictionary, I'm going to say usually. Flirting starts out with an intention that's not too serious, nothing too deep, no commitment, no serious word, no um, heavy action or deed, just some enjoyment or fun, maybe playing with somebody or maybe even toying with someone. Do you flirt? Come on, be honest. Are you a flirt? let's face it, it can be fun. I remember my days of being a big flirt when I was younger. Now I have to pull up that old flirtatious energy now and then and channel it into flirting with my husband. (laughs) Not that it's difficult to flirt with my husband, but I'm not sure about any of you who have been married for very long, but you tend to set aside the flirting when life gets crazy, kids come along, and work is overwhelming, and, and when you're dealing with sickness and life and death. So Somewhere in there, we tend to forget that flirting can be good. It can be healthy. In fact, it can be a whole lot of healthy and a whole lot of fun, especially in a marriage. And I know from experience that hope-filled, kind of tantalizing little thrill of being able to attract someone, yes, including your husband, and have them flirt back with you. But no, this is not a whole um, podcast on flirting with your husband and ways to get your husband's attention or the opposite sex's attention, okay? Um, That's not what I'm talking about. So I hope you all can hear me because my mic just traveled way far down on my body. I have it clipped to my chest. Um, Okay, this is a side note, but um, my chest apparently doesn't hold things up as well as it used to because my mic just slid way down past my breasts to my belly button area. So if you heard an echo, I don't know what's going on. Okay. That was way off topic. All right. I was not flirting with you. Okay. (laughs) So there's this other side of flirting though. You know what I mean? Um, because the purely innocent, not so serious flirting can lead to other things with more serious consequences. And I thought I was headed for one of those serious consequences the other day. Um, which is kind of how this topic came to my head. And by the other day, at this point, I mean a couple weeks ago, but I thought for sure I was going to get in trouble at the grocery store over a flirting incident. So I had a mini panic attack for just a moment when I thought I just might get in a fist fight or maybe a hair pulling incident over a little flirting I was doing. Okay, so yes, I confess. I was doing a little flirtatious, not serious whatsoever, playing around. i had come out of the grocery store and I put my groceries in the back of my car. And then I moved around front to take my basket back to the basket carousel. You know, the little cart parking spot thingy where you put your basket back. And there sitting in an SUV in the front seat was the most adorable fella. I mean... Red hair, awesome smile, the sun, it's like the sun was shining just right on the windshield where he could see me and I could see him. I couldn't resist, I confess it. At first I waved and I smiled a little as I was taking the basket by the vehicle. He just looked at me, but he had this big grin. But he turned his head as I walked by, so I know he was watching me. So that gave me a little clue that it was okay for me to flirt with him when I came back by his SUV to get into my car. So when I came back, I slowed down. I stopped in front of my car. I turned around and I looked at him again. Now, mind you, I don't flirt with anyone except my husband, usually. But I stood there and I could see his window was down just slightly. So I started to talk to him. He was so cute. He got excited. He stood up in his seat and he started wagging his tail. (laughs) Yes, I'm talking about a dog. (laughs) I was saying, Oh, look at you. Aren't you adorable? How are you puppy? I talk to animals all the time. Animals, birds, butterflies the cows next door I do I just talk to animals and most of the (laughs) the time they respond so here I was flirting you know oh aren't you cute how's the little puppy even though he was actually a big dog but he was so cute so here I'm waving and talking to him you know I'm a few feet away from the vehicle and he was having fun I probably stood there at least a good minute maybe two minutes talking to him and waving and then I looked slightly to the right of this dog's SUV something had caught my eye so as I looked I just kind of froze because they're sitting in the front seat of a small red pickup truck next to the SUV was a man waving at me <laughs> I looked at him and just sort of smiled and then I looked at the dog and then looked back at the man and the man whose window was down said I think you're cute too <laughs> So, this man, oh my gosh, this man who looked to be about 110 years old <laughs> was flirting with me because I realized he thought I was flirting with him. Yet, I really wasn't. I was playing with the dog in the SUV next to him. Oh my gosh, I am sure I looked like a deer in headlights. So, this very senior citizen thought I was waving, smiling, and telling him how cute he was. <laughs> and then his wife walks up to the driver's side of the truck just as he rolls his window all the way down and tries to wave me over. And I looked at her. She looks at me. She looks at him. She looks at me. I look at the dog. I'm sure I looked like I was scared to death. I look back at her. I'm somehow trying to mentally plant the truth in her head You know, by looking at her that I was flirting with the big red dog. I kept looking at her. Then I looked at the dog. Not the little gray-haired man in her, gray-haired man in her truck, uh, but she wasn't getting it. I looked back at the man and shook my head, no, I looked at her and she actually took her fist and put it in the air and shakes it at me. I quickly turned around, I hopped in my car and I sped out of the Kroger parking lot. I mean, one thing I did not need was some geriatric ninja coming after me while my frozen food is defrosting in my car. Before I got to the stop sign though, I started laughing so hard I couldn't drive. Leave it to me to try to flirt with someone other than my husband and what I get. Half run out of town by a gray-haired lady who looked a lot like that little cartoon lady from Sylvester and Tweety. <laughs> you know, the the one that takes care of, with the high-pitched voice that takes care of Tweety. Somehow, somewhere in there, I thought that maybe, just maybe, I made that old man's day, though, and added a good month onto his wife's life expectancy by getting her heart rate pumping. <laughs> Because boy, she did not look happy. Um, so that was my flirting experience the other day. but hey, the dog was adorable and I don't regret it. <laughs> but next time I will I will look around and make sure no one is close enough to misconstrue my flirting intentions or what like I, I like to call flirt tensions. <laughs> it did make it tense, I have to say. so those times that you inadvertently flirt when you really did not mean to flirt, um, it happens. (laughs) You flirt with something or someone, but the whole purpose was really not to draw someone in or get them to think seriously about you, but just to be fun and playful. And it can be a slippery slope that leads you to a place you don't want to go. I think that was a, uh, a fun and funny way of relating it to you. Um, it's truthful, but I know it can happen in more serious ways than that. Because if you look at the other part of the definition for flirting, um, from good old Marion Webster, it says to come close to reaching or experiencing something. What does that refer to? Have you ever heard the saying flirting with danger? I believe that's the kind of flirting that's referred to here. You know, maybe you are a flirt married or not. You tend to flirt with people in social situations, but you do so in a way that brings someone else along with you and takes the things to the edge. You know what I mean? What are the consequences of that? What happens if it goes too far? If instead of playfulness, it ends up growing into something serious, what happens? What happens when you just flirt a little with anything? Drinking, drugs, you're just playing. But for the person who has an addictive personality, then what? You like taking things right up to the edge, but one day you you will fall. You will go from coming close to experiencing something by flirting with it right into experiencing it and maybe experiencing things you didn't want to experience that flirting with danger it can lead to straight up and up danger maybe you like flirting with men and you don't find that to be unfaithful to your marriage or to your relationship just a clue it is unfaithful and it is flirting with danger I've been there I've dived dived I've dove off the edge and had to had to really reach up to God to pull me back out of a place a long time ago and I had to face those consequences. So unlike flirting with an adorable red-haired dog in a Kroger parking lot, flirting with danger can cause permanent damage. I avoided permanent damage that day after fleeing from the itty-bitty gray lady but not everyone is that fortunate and not every situation can be put behind us by jumping in a car and speeding off. Sometimes the consequences of flirting with danger and falling into that danger are very long-term and permanent. So here's the question. Have you ever done something you knew you shouldn't and kind of sort of knew that you might be headed down the wrong road, but the temptation was just too much for you, so you gave in and did it anyhow? Like, I don't know, on a simple small scale, Let's say you were wide awake at 1 a.m. and you kept hearing this little sound from the kitchen, eat me, you know you want chocolate, you know I'm here, so you went into the kitchen and thought, it's okay, I'll just take one bite of that leftover chocolate mousse pie filled with whipped topping and drizzled with chocolate ganache, just one little bite and it will satisfy you, knowing all the while you were flirting with danger because really you know you're susceptible to giving in and justifying taking a second bite. And then a third. And then by the time you're up to that fourth bite of chocolatey gooey goodness, you're done in four. Your mindset has now crossed the just one bite threshold, gone around the bend of the flirting with danger caution sign, and up and over the, well, I've already eaten half a piece and I'm not going to let it just sit there, slide right down to the valley of, oh my gosh, now I'll have heartburn all night long and I'll probably just gain three pounds. Right? <laughs> so... That's flirting with danger, heading right into danger. When you knew in the first place, if you even went in the kitchen and listened to that chocolate and took that bite of that chocolate mousse pie, you'd be in trouble. Not that I've ever done that. <laughs> okay, maybe more than once, but not that often. Not as often as I used to because hopefully over time I've, I've grown some wisdom. I'm still tempted though. Oh my gosh, am I tempted. But I know of what I speak. And while I can laugh about it because I know I'm not alone, it doesn't make me feel good to have heartburn or to be sick to my stomach and know that I gave in to temptation. And more than that, that I flirted with it first. It's not a sin to be tempted. Sometimes we're tempted and our brains and our bodies give in before we even have a chance to think about it or to battle it or fight it because we haven't stayed armored up beforehand. We haven't used wisdom and we haven't stayed in God's word or sharp so that we could battle it. But then there are times like this when we completely, totally see it coming. We hear it calling our name and we know what to do to avoid it. But instead, we flirt with it, whatever it is. It could be that chocolate mousse pie. It could be a sexual flirtation. It could be lying on our taxes or spending too much money on something we can totally do without. Blowing our budget. But we flirt with it anyhow. This kind of flirting is is like writing an engraved invitation for evil to join you at the party and ask you to dance. So how do you keep from flirting with danger or inviting that gray-haired lady uh, filled with anger from coming at you? You stay armored up. God's armor in the Bible isn't just for doing intense spiritual battle. It's for protecting us from the everyday evil that comes at us and from the daily temptations and stress that emerge just from walking this journey on this life. But be it, I don't know, be it flirting with a person or food or drugs or let's say a bad attitude even or a temptation to do something opposite of what we know is right, we have to be ready for it before it hits us and you can be you can read about spiritual armor in Ephesians 6 11 through 17 and I encourage you to do so but one way we can use our armor is to use God's word because part of the armor of God that can help us to stop flirting with danger and be prepared when danger seeks us out and wants to flirt with us is the sword of the spirit again that's in Ephesians 6 because the Bible tells us the sword of the spirit is the word of God. The word is powerful. It's living, it's active, it's moving, it's alive. It can be alive in you and it helps protect you. Words are powerful and the word is the most powerful word there is. It matters. God's word is, is like I said, real. It, it's relevant, it's timely, and it's always on point. If you study it, you memorize scripture and not leave to chance that you might need it, then you'll always have it when you do need it. It will help keep you out of danger. It will also help keep you from flirting with danger. The other part of God's armor I encourage you to use to help keep you from bad situations that come from flirtations is the helmet of salvation. So the spiritual helmet is, is actually the practice of keeping your thoughts, minds, and intentions focused on Christ and his salvation and what he wants for you. So when you do this, it protects you. If your eyes are focused on the things of God, um, it's hard to to be led astray or harder to be led astray because you're keeping your focus where it needs to be. I've heard some people say things about flirting like, oh, it's harmless or I'm not flirting. I'm just being extra friendly to somebody who is extra attractive But those are justifications born out of the desire to have fun flirting and to live on the edge. But there is a danger in unhealthy flirting. There is a place for healthy flirting, like I said before, but not for flirting with danger. What do you flirt with? Who do you flirt with? Are you ready for it to go from playful to frightful or from safe to dangerous? Because it can happen really quickly. Be prepared. Stay armored up. James 1, 14 through 15 says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Be careful what draws you in and what you say yes to. It could cause the death of your relationship with God, death to a marriage, death to a career, death to your self-esteem, death to your self-respect, and a whole lot more. But the Bible also tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that no temptation has overtaken you what, except what is common to mankind. I'm going to say it again. No temptation. Nothing. Nothing that you can think of. Nothing that you've done. Nothing that you will do. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted... He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. I encourage you today to be careful what you flirt with and to stay armored up. God will help you. The Holy Spirit will guide you, but you have to do your part. You might find yourself in, I don't know, looking at the fist of a geriatric Mike Tyson one day if you're not careful. (laughs) Or you might find yourself in so deep that you're afraid you can't really find your way out. But I, I want, I'm encouraging you to take heart because God will not abandon you if you have flirted with danger and fallen off the edge. He's there to help you, to pull you back up to where you belong and set your feet on the right path. Just seek him and he will find you. Thank you all so much for joining me. This has been The Woman Inspired Podcast. Hopefully we'll hear another episode soon. Until then, I pray that you stay in the word you stay praying and that you stay uh, just seeking joy um have a great day